Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. Mother's Day. (laughs) Well, good morning, Hope Elam. I am Minister Bonnie, and I am so, so excited and glad to be able to be here and bring this message for you today. Uh, I hope that the special video that was created for you encourages each and every one of you. And we wanted to make sure to just address that this is a mixed emotional day for some. Amen? You know, there are some who have lost their moms. There are some who have estranged moms. We, we have all of these different situations, and so we understand and recognize that it's not necessarily a joyful day for all, and we just wanted to tell you that not only does God see you, but we see you. Amen? I'm going to try to not be emotional. This is a very special day for me. My mother is here. She has brought two of her brothers and their beautiful wives and all of my children except one. I should have known that Tia would be late, but (laughs) I just wanted to take a moment and and honor them and also uh, a very close mentor to me. She has been like a mother, Miss Alfreda Emery, but if my mother could please stand, I want to honor her. So I'm going to start off and just share a few fun facts about Mother's Day. More calls are made on Mother's Day than any other day of the year. If you can believe it, approximately 122 million calls will be made today all over the world. Now, I want to share with you our policy here. If your phone rings, if it's Jesus, pick it up, okay? If it is not Jesus, we would please ask that you allow it to go to voicemail. There are approximately 152 million Mother's Day cards that will be mailed all around the world. 41% of Americans will look to buy jewelry for their mothers. So who is also here with me are three of my four children. Did you hear that? 41%. Would you please stand for just a moment and wave? These are my beautiful children. (laughs) Fifty countries around the world celebrate this holiday, and President Woodrow Wilson signed it onto the official U.S. calendar in 1914. And in the very last fact that as absolutely, absolute mom and mentors rock, amen? Oh, we can do better than that. Mom and mentors rock. Let's give them a hand clap. (laughs) You know, we're here today to hear from heaven. Is there anybody in the house that wants to hear from heaven? 
understand that when we come in and the worship has gone forth, the word of God is so powerful that it literally carries the seed of God's breath. And when the word of God goes forth, God does not waste our time. He comes in and he has got to work. He has got something that he wants to say to you, some way that he wants to encourage you. And my prayer today is that you have come into the house of God with an expectant heart. Let me, let me ask you this. Come on, sis. Come on, sis. Why would we expect anything from God if we don't have a spirit of expectation? Come, come on. God is so good. He is so good that when his children come in to hear the word of God, he wants you to believe. He wants you to have faith that he wants to speak directly to each and every one of you because he loves you that much. Let's pray that the Holy Spirit have his way. Amen? Let's pray. <sighs> Heavenly Father, breathe on us. Heavenly Father, there is no greater voice that we need to hear from than you today, God. Your word carries the power, Father God, to heal someone today, to save someone today, to turn their situation around today, God. You can do it. So we just pray, Holy Spirit, have your way. Open up the hearts. Father God, your word says, let them who have ears, let them hear. And we promise that we will give you all of the glory, all of it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, for just a few minutes, I want to talk to you today about moms and mentors, a position of eternal influence. We are so thankful that God chose our mothers to bring us into this world. Can I just tell you, look at your neighbor. They've got a mama. <laughs> there is not one person in this house today that could not be here if it was not for mother. And what I want to tell you today is understand this. God is the one who has chosen who our mother is. Amen? I'm going to speak a little more about that in a moment. Can we just take a second and also thank God for mentors? Yes. Mentors are those that are a grandmother, an auntie, Aunt Linda and Aunt Carol. Thank you so much for being mentors to me in my life. Thank you so much for living out the love of God. It has meant so much to me. To all of those here in the house, you might have a sister, a friend, a mother of the church, a woman who loves God, who has stepped into your life, who has literally brought God into your space and is walking alongside of you because I don't know about you. I don't know about you. I can't speak for you, but I'm telling you right now, I need as many mamas and sisters and aunties to come alongside me. Sis, I want to be the blessing that God has called and commissioned me to be. And we need our mothers. We need our mentors. We need those in our lives. Now, to be a mom of influence, eternal influence, a mentor of eternal influence, you need to understand that you need to know an eternal God. How are you going to mother or mentor me if you don't know the eternal God who created not only you, but all those who have come from you? God wants us to walk with him, to position ourselves to be the recipients of his great love. 
Anybody in the house need love today? Yeah. I need as much love as I can possibly get. And here's the thing, when we know our eternal God, when we have a relationship with Him, God is able to pour into us and then what we do is as God draws us and has an opportunity to be in other people's lives, guess what? Whatever is pouring into us, we have the opportunity to then pour it out into the lives of those that God has blessed us with. You know, Ecclesiastes in chapter 3, it says that God has set eternity in the heart of every man. What that means is, is that there is no excuse for us to not know that there is a God. We all have an eternal longing, a sense that there is more to life than this temporary experience of the here and now. And can I tell you that our children and the ones that we love, they need to know and understand that there is an eternity waiting for them. The Bible tells us that we are more than flesh and blood, that we were created in the image and the likeness of God. Well, if God is an eternal God, guess what? Guess what? We are going to live on for eternity. And so we need to understand that because of who God is, can I, can I tell you, this is for somebody today, not one detail of your life takes God by surprise. Because God created you. He alone supernaturally gives you life and purpose. He is the creator. We are the created. Colossians 1.16 says this, For by him all things were created. In heaven and on earth, all things were created through him and for him. You were created for God. And newsflash, can I tell you this? We didn't arrive by a big bang. Come on. We arrived by the one who created all things. So I'm here to tell you, no matter what your story is, absent mom, abusive mom, wonderful mom, somebody bite me in the house today who's never met their mother. But can I tell you? Whatever your unique story is, Psalm 139, 13 tells us this, Oh God, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body, and you, God, knit me together in my mother's womb. Yes, daughter, that means that God chose me <laughs> to be your mother. So when you don't want me to be your mother, you got to take it up with God. What does that tell you? It tells you that God saw you. He created you before he ever allowed your mother and father to be a part of the wonderful creation process. So I'm telling you right now, have hope, be encouraged, understand that it is God and God alone who gives you his purpose. He is the one that gives you life. So no matter what circumstances you might have gone through growing up, it may not have been what you had desired it to be, but I'm telling you, God has got a plan for your life. You know, God himself chose a woman to bring forth himself as Jesus Christ. He was born of a virgin Mary, and what a beautiful gift it is that God has created us as women to be the bearers of life. And not one person, 
under the sound of my voice is an accident? Somebody needs to hear that. Not one person under God's voice is a mistake. God does not make mistakes. You know, in Psalm 139, it's my mantra, but I love it because I went through a time in my life where I really, I really needed to know who I was in Christ and who God was in me. And if you have not read it, read Psalm 139, specifically 13 through 18, because this is what it says. Miss Nancy, this is what it says. It says that every day, every day of your life, every moment was written in his book before you were ever born. What does that speak to your heart today? I don't know about you, but what that speaks to my heart is, I'm telling you that I am valued. God's got a purpose for me. So if you've been in a situation where you haven't received the love, you haven't received the value, you haven't received somebody hugging you and telling you that we are so glad that you are here with us, I'm telling you right now that God himself is holding on to you and telling you, oh yeah. My beautiful daughters, my beautiful handsome sons, I love you and I created you and knit you together inside your mother's womb. Mm. You know, I want to tell you real quick, (laughs) I heard yesterday in the book of Revelation chapter 8 verse 1 that it says this. It says that when they opened up the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a space of a half an hour. And I just want to tell all the women in the house, that proves that there are no women in heaven. (laughs) Are you laughing? Benjamin? Don't be laughing. (laughs) All right. To the moms and the mentors of eternal influence, I just want to take a few minutes, okay, and encourage you today from our text these these things. God positions you to release his presence and his power in your home. God allows us to witness his supernatural power when we pray. It is released into our lives and the lives of those we love. And third, God desires to fill you with faith and determination. Faith and determination. A strength to persevere, to not give up, to not throw in the towel, no matter how hard life gets. Has life been hard? Come on. And we absolutely need to know that God gives us a spirit of perseverance to endure. So let's talk about those. Be in the right position. Let's take a look at the scripture. Peter finally came to his senses. It's really true, he said. (laughs) The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from the Jewish leaders that had planned to do to me. When he realized this, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark. Now, what we need to understand that At this time, all of the Christians were being persecuted. In fact, right before this particular story, James uh, had been um, martyred. And so we find in this situation that when Peter realized that he had been released by an angel, 
he knew that he needed to go to the home where he would find safety. And so mother, the mother positions herself, all right, to be the blessing that God needs her to be. When God is working in our life, he positions us to be able to be the blessing that our children and those who are mentoring and the people that God has sent into our life, that we can actually stand in the gap so that God can be at work. Being in the right position is critical for God to work. And what I love about this woman is she was a woman of faith. She offered up food and fellowship. She offered up encouragement to continue to teach them that they needed to trust God despite the hate, despite the persecution, despite the struggles, because they believed in Jesus Christ and she knew that she needed to put her life at risk to keep them encouraged. And I, many, many times in my life, over and over, specifically one in particular, that I called on my mother, Miss Alfreda. And I remember that I was at a place where it didn't feel like God had positioned me <laughs> to where he was working things out in my favor. And she stood in the gap many, many times, letting me know that God is with me and he is for me. You know, we don't have to watch long. Has anybody turned on the news lately? It doesn't take us long to see that our world is no longer safe. People are walking into our schools where our children are with guns, killing people. They're walking into malls. They're coming into restaurants. And I know that that's difficult to hear on Mother's Day, but stick with me. We need to understand that as we, we watch this, we've got to understand that the enemy is at work. We have got an enemy. Remember, we are, we are moms and mentors of eternal influence. It's not about life here. It's about the life after here. And the Word of God tells us that every single one of us is going to leave this earth in death. And so when we look at the news and we see that life is not safe, it is so important that we have an utmost priority to talk to our children and teach them about the Word of God. There is nothing more important than to try to direct them and lead them into a relationship with their Creator. You know, Hebrews 9, 27 and 28 says this, everyone must die once, and after that you will be judged by God. In the same manner, Christ also was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many. He will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but he's coming back for those who are waiting on him. That is the very reason why Peter was thrown in jail. Because Peter understood that once he had experienced Christ for himself and knew him for himself, he was willing to do whatever it took even to sacrifice his life for the gospel. Because let me, let me just say this, what is it that we can give our kids? What, what is it that our kids can, 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 can get from this world? What is it that we can get from this world? The Word of God says, what is it to gain the whole world and yet you lose your soul? So as parents, yes, we want to make our kids happy. We want to get them the lazy pair of shoes. We want to get them all the things that they want. But what is on the outside? If the world gives it, the world can take it away. But I'll tell you what they can't take. 
I'll tell you what the world can't take. You teach your babies about God. You teach them from the Word of God. You teach them about how much God loves them and what God did that He sent His Son into the world and He sacrificed Himself and He hung on that cross so that we can have our sins forgiven and that when it comes time, we will pass from death to life. This is what, I, this is what you know, years of being in relationship with God and we, we, we value things at different times, but this is, this is where I'm at. I don't, care, I don't care what you take. What you can't take is what God has placed inside of me. What God has placed inside of me is that he lets me know who I am. He, he, he lets me know my purpose. He lets me know where I'm going. And I'm going to tell you what, you give that to your children, watch how they walk differently. Watch how they talk differently. When they go out from the house and they come back in from the house. Because the world does not care about our children. The enemy says, I am here to kill, steal, and destroy. What are we as parents doing about that? Are we in right position? We've got to position ourselves to embrace them with the love that God has poured in. How can you embrace your children if God isn't pouring in? That mother in the text she loved God. She opened up her door no matter what the risk. She was making an impact. She was in right position at the right time for Peter and the others who were in the home. I want to be in right position. Do you? Mm. Amen. You know, when I was about 12 years old, I was getting in a lot of trouble. Can you all see the halo? The halo's there, I promise. <laughs> I, I was a troublemaker. Hard to believe, I know. My mother was a single mother. And she was working very, very, very hard to give myself and my brother and sister a home. And when you're a single mom, it's difficult to be at all places at all times. It, can I get an amen? working, cooking, providing, trying to support. And when my mother saw that I was not going to listen to her, oh, can you believe that, TMA? I can't believe it. She sacrificed. And she went out of her way to find a family that could take me in so that when she was at work, Dara, when she had, had left, you know, that I was in a place where I would be safe, where she would know that I would be safe. Well, guess what God did? <laughs> God positioned a family who loved the Lord. Yeah. Who, when I walked into the house, they were reading their word and they were praying. They're, they're, they weren't perfect, but they loved God. And so they had a daughter who was very different. She was not getting in trouble. I didn't like her. <laughs> I'm like, come on, can't you do something? Give, give me a break here. But what was beautiful is, is that because of my mother's willingness to sacrifice, because she was willing to position herself by praying about what God needed her to do, she was able to get me into a place where because of that relationship, I've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Mom. I want to take a moment and encourage 
every single parent right now that is teaching your children what it means to love God. Whether you're a single parent, especially a single parent with all that you have, all of the parents, that every single time, every single time, you step out of your home and you bring them to church, you invite them into an environment where it's teaching them about the love of God, what you need to understand is that God himself is pouring into your children. And so I know it gets tiring. I know it gets tough. I know that there are many times that you just want to sit at home and be like, you know what? I don't feel like going. Haven't we all been there? But your children need to be positioned in a place where they hear the gospel. And the Bible says, for my mother and for all of those, it says what? It says, when you teach your children, it says, in the way that they should go, they will not depart from it. So I hope that it gives you encouragement to know that all of the efforts that you are making to teach your children to be in right position, that God is honoring your effort. Amen? Amen. Another thing that this particular text teaches us is that prayer changes things. I want to quickly look at verse 12 and then 14, 15. So stay with me. Okay, here we go. When he realized this, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many were gathered for what? We, we can do better than that. We can, did you guys hear that? Prayer. No, we can do better. You ready? So it says here, we, they were gathered for? Prayer. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but look at this. this. I found this very interesting when I was studying and preparing, and we're, we're going to get into this in just a moment, but look at this. <laughs> I found it funny. It says here, when Rhoda came to the door, when she opened it, she recognized Peter's voice. She was so overjoyed that she ran back inside and told everyone, Peter is standing at the door, everybody. And what did they say? What was their response? You out your mind. What? So they're praying by faith. The young lady comes back and it's like, you, you wouldn't believe it. God heard our prayers. And they said, you out your mind. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. It was the night before Herod was planning to execute Peter. And we see that the church, right, this mother who had opened up her home, had gathered everyone together and they were praying fervently for him. Peter needed a supernatural move of God to rescue him. How many times in our children's lives do we see them in a situation that we so desperately want to fix. It is so hard and so difficult. I had mothers after the first service come down and share with me as they were shedding tears about children who are in situations that, that they want so desperately to know the answer and, and how to fix it. But there are just times that this teaches us that we cannot do it for them. We can't even do it for ourselves. And so, so they understood the power of prayer. And so they went into prayer because there are situations that only God can intervene. Only God can do what only God can do. You know, in 1 John it says this, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God. You hear, you with me? That if we ask anything according to his will, if we ask anything according to his will, it says that he hears us. 
When they prayed and they intervened for Peter, it was God's will that he be released from prison. God sent an angel to release him from prison. I'm here to tell you that when we intervene for the ones that we love, God hears us. So many, many years ago, I was on my way to church. See, when you're, when you're in prayer and you're, you're communing with God, he, he speaks. So I was on my way to church and I heard a really sweet voice that said, you, you need to pull your car over right now and you need to pray for your daughter, Ruthann, right now, immediately. And I prayed for my daughter and I stayed there until I felt like it was time for me to stop praying. And when I got home from church, there was a call from my daughter. She said, Mom, would you call me? Just a minute. <laughs> that was lovely. <laughs> My daughter said, you know, Mom, she said, I had a really rough morning. And she said, there were some things that I was contemplating that it just, it feels like life is too hard. And I just want to give up. And she said, but you know what? She said, then something happened. Then something happened. And she said, I began to think about that I have got so much to look forward to. That things aren't as bad as what I think they are. And she said, you know what, Mom? She said, I don't care what I got to go through. I don't care where it is that life has taken me. She says, I am not going to give up. Amen? Let's take a look at one of my favorite quotes. Author Priscilla Shire says this, prayer is a fierce weapon against the enemy. Prayer is the portal that brings the power of heaven down to earth. It is the kryptonite to the enemy and to all the ploys against you. You know what that tells me in that word kryptonite? We got superpower, baby. Woo! I think that's what was happening. That was beforehand. That's the cape. The enemy wants to try to tell you that God isn't listening. Yes, he is. The enemy wants to try to discourage you and tell you that because you don't see things changing and moving in your situation, that he doesn't care. Yes, he does. And so when we pray, when we take that power that God has given us, God begins to work. Let, let me just say it to you like this. You know, when you're in your home, uh, all things work because of electricity. Electricity is an invisible power that gives you uh, visible privileges. It turns on the lights, turns on the TV, turns on the stove. All that stuff is working because you have an invisible power shooting through it called electricity. But guess what? None of those things can work if you don't access the power source. The lights aren't going to come on until I flip the switch. The oven's not going to come on until I push the button. So what God is saying is, is that he's saying, listen, you've got a superpower called prayer. And he's saying, what I need you to do is I need you to activate the power source and turn it on. I need you to step into the situation and call upon me and he will work things out. Not the way that we desire it, but the way that God, because he knows what's best for us.
So here's what I wanted to say to you in verse 15. It is so interesting to me that they responded and said, you're out your mind. Because, you know, we pray by faith, but here, here's the reality. There are tools that the enemy uses to keep us from operating in the power of prayer. Let's take a look. Doubt and fear. Anybody ever doubted? We can do better than that. Come on, church, talk to me. Anybody ever doubted? Oh, boy. Fear. They're tools of the enemy he uses to keep us from operating in the miraculous power of prayer. You know, one of the things that I found very interesting as you study the Word of God is it says that over 200 times, 200 times, do not fear is in the Word of God. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. And it means a couple of things. Number one, when doubt enters in, when we feel afraid, we cannot let it boss us around. We've got to take doubt. We've got to take fear. And yes, God understands. All through the Word of God, that's what I love about it. When you read the Word of God, you see that every single person that God used to bring forth His story went through times of fear and doubt. But yet God still moved. They did not give up. So you know what I do with fear and doubt? Come on. You've got to take those things and you've got to let them know who is in control, who has the power. One of my favorite scripture verses, and this is the key to prayer. Let's, let's take a quick look at it. The Lord is at hand. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> Do you remember in the song earlier today and it said, God is before us? God is beside us? God is behind us. In Psalm 139, it says, you are hemmed in. That means that he is surrounding you. The Lord is at hand. He is with you. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Our children need to see God's power at work in our lives. When we are praying for ourselves, when we are praying for our children, they're watching you. See, that, that's, that's how we teach them. That's how we prepare them for life, is that we don't want to handle things the way that the world tells us to handle it. Responding the way that the world, because they're, they're going to look at it and say, well, where's the power of God in your life at work? So we've got to show them the opposite. We've got to show them that God, when we go to God, that he's with us and that he will provide. He says, listen, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. He said, I promise you I'll have it rest, rule, and abide in your heart. Amen? Thirdly, God desires moms, mentors, Dads, everyone in this room, God desires to fill you with faith and determination, a strength to persevere, to not give up, to not throw in the towel, no matter how difficult life gets. The power of perseverance. Let's take a look at what it is. Perseverance means that being persistent despite the difficulties or delays we face. 
as we stand in the gap for others, as we stand in the gap for others, being in right position. We must persevere in faith, trusting God to fulfill His promises. Can I just tell you that God is a promise keeper? That God will not fail you. When we face difficulties, we can trust that God understands our situation and He sees our distress. You know, there are many mothers all throughout the Word of God. We could speak on so many, but for the time's sake, I'm just going to talk about one in particular. We're going to honor today the mother of Jesus, the Virgin Mary. She was a young girl who was getting ready to be betrothed to Joseph. She had her whole life in front of her. She had all of these dreams and all of these visions about where her life would go, and then an angel appeared and said, you have been chosen to be the beloved mother of Jesus, Jesus Christ, the one who will take away the sins of the world. Now, I just want you to think about, for just a moment, everything that she had to face. Immediately, she said, yes, Lord, your will be done. But what if she would have not persevered? What if she would have not chosen to be in the right pace, to be in the right position, to be in relationship with God through prayer so that she could hear what it was that God was asking of her? She suffered enormous shame and guilt. But you know what? She never doubted her son for a moment. Mary stands as a highly favored woman of God. She is a shining example of obedience and submission to the Father's will. So what I want to do is show you this particular scripture when we're talking about the power of perseverance. It is Romans 8.28. I know that it's a familiar scripture, but let's take a quick look. And we know, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to the purpose that he has in store for you. You know, um, I baked a carrot cake for my family this weekend. And thank you. <laughs> what I did was I took out of the cupboards and out of the refrigerator all of the ingredients, flour, sugar, butter, eggs, vanilla, and all of these ingredients, right, were on the, the, the counter uh, separate, but yet they needed to come together to be able to bake that delicious cake. Now, all of those ingredients needed to be blended together because, can I tell you, they're not just going to jump up by themselves, get into the bowl, and say, let's mix. <laughs> we, we've got to put it all in there together, and here's what happens. The blender is going to force all of those things together that did not relate to each other in a way that they wouldn't relate to each other on their own. So that blender is in there and it's taking those eggs and pulling it in. It's taking the flour and pulling it in. And it's taking all of the different things and it's pulling it in and it's blending. So what happens? The blender forces things to happen, to cause things to happen that wouldn't happen if the items were left on the counter. So I forced the cake to come about by bringing the ingredients together. And you know what? Then it got worse, Uncle Mark. <laughs> that cake had to go in the oven. Woo! So that cake had to go into a very hot environment. 
in order for it to be finally brought together so that we could have a yum, yum, yummy carrot cake. And here's what I'm trying to tell you with that. All of those items that were of no value by themselves comes together so that it can be beneficial for not only myself, but for those in my life. God causes, he forces, he arranges, he makes what is seemingly not going anywhere to work out for your benefit. All things, all things. God causes all things. He forces, he arranges, he mixes, he blends. God causes all things to work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. But there's a contingency there. You ready? All things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Love demands a sacrifice. We as parents, we as mentors, God is calling us to understand that the spirit of perseverance is that when we don't see things working out the way that we think they should, that, that we need to understand and know that we've got to persevere because God is working it out. The enemy wants you to be discouraged. The enemy wants you to give up. The enemy wants you to turn your back on God and say, if he loved me, why would he be allowing me to go through these situations? But I'm telling you, really? So let's talk about our son, our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All things work together. He came and he committed no sin. And yet he was persecuted on a daily basis. He came to heal the sick, to bring sight to the blind, to, to, to restore relationships. And yet he was hated. All things work. Jesus Christ taught the disciples and said, listen, my father says that there is going to come a day that I'm going to have to go and I am going to be the sacrificial lamb of God. I am going to hang on a tree and I am going to die for the salvation of all, all things. He was spit on. He was whipped. He was made fun of. He was mocked. He went through so much pain and suffering and persecution, and yet he never sinned, not once. He said, I, I am in my Father, and my Father is in me, and no one will come to the Father but through me. He was willing to go through all of that and trust his Father. When he was in the garden, he said, if you can, would you please take this cup? Would, would you please take away the suffering and all that I'm having to go through? He said, but, but if not, your will be done. All things work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Amen? Anybody hungry for cake? <laughs> if we were going to have cake today, what kind of cake would it be, family? What kind of cake would you all like? <laughs> It was really funny, a week or two ago, I was given a message and I was talking about how we're not a bag, all, all of us are not a bag of chips and the lady on the front row, I said, if you were a bag of chips, what would it be? And she said, empty. <laughs> I was hoping for the answer, what kind of cake? And you would say, eaten. <laughs> so how do we respond to fear and doubt? Let's take a look at the scripture. 
This is just a couple scriptures beyond what we've been reading, and I love this. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Remember what I talked about? What you place inside your child? Nothing can separate them from Christ's love. Does it mean that he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? Come on. If we're persecuted, hungry, destitute, in danger, threatened. But as scriptures say, what did I say? Love demands a sacrifice. Here it is. For your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. That means that as parents and mentors and people that God has called, you, there is a price to pay to be able to be in the right position, to be able to take the time to pray, to be able to have a spirit of persistence and perseverance, to be able to be the blessing that God has called you to be. Love demands a sacrifice. But despite all these things, overwhelming victory is through Christ. Because when we leave this earth, amen. We're going to be with Christ forever. No more suffering. No more pain. No more tears. We will be with Christ for all eternity. Look at me with this last verse. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. When they finally opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. Just like Peter was knocking on the door, God is knocking on the door of your heart today. And my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will help you to understand that there is no greater calling than to know him as your Lord and Savior. That if you do not know him as your Lord and Savior, I don't care if a child is in here and God is calling you, I don't care if it's an adult, I don't care if you're 80. If the word of God is speaking to you and he is telling you to accept the Lord Jesus Christ, today is the day of salvation. Please come. If he is speaking to you today and he's saying, listen, you need prayer, you want to come and you want, maybe you want to pray for your mom. Maybe you want to pray for yourself. Maybe you have children that you want to stand in the gap and pray for. Come. Maybe you're at a place where you may have a smile on your face, but the folks around you have no idea that you are ready to throw in the towel. You are tired. Life has beaten you up. There is things going on that, that no one even begins to understand the weight that is on you. But I'm here to tell you, the Holy Spirit is ready to strengthen you. He is ready to lift you up. He is ready to reinstate and pour back into you a spirit of perseverance so that you can stand strong and let the enemy know, I know what the truth of the Word of God says to me. So sit down and shut up. When is the last time you've told the enemy, sit down and shut up? You've got to understand that all the while God is speaking, so is the enemy. And, and you, you make the decision. You, you're the tiebreaker. You make the decision of who you're going to listen to and who you're going to believe and how you're going to walk your life out. And I'm telling you that he is here to restore you because he loves you so very much. This particular last song is one of my favorites. It is literally a song that is taken directly out of the Word of God. It is called The Blessing. It comes right from the book of Numbers, and I'm telling you, mothers, 
I'm telling you mentors of eternal influence. I'm telling fathers. I'm telling everyone in here who knows that God is calling you to be the blessing to those that he's, he's extended into your life. Believe that he has a blessing for you. He is for you. He is for you. Tell your neighbor, he is for you. Come on, tell your neighbor, he is for you. So let's stand up and let's worship, amen? Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope-elam.org.